0: Welcome to the Kick-Ass Everyday Podcast with your host, me, Tanya Tringali. Let's get ready to be bold, be amazing, and live every day to its fullest with the kick-ass powers of personal development. Oh yes, and full disclosure, there will be a healthy dose of Jersey sarcasm. Greetings everyone and welcome to episode five of kick-ass every day. Thank you once again to all my fellow seekers who have returned for some more fun and if you're new here, thank you for giving me a try. As always, I will do my best not to disappoint you. First off, I just wanna apologize for the sound of my voice. I'm just getting over having bronchitis and it just doesn't seem to wanna leave me yet for this recording. So I'm gonna go with the mindset that I sound like Phoebe Buffay from Friends and have my sexy, cold voice on. All right, so the goal for this episode is to show you how the conversations we had or didn't have as a child about money so clearly affect our relationship with it today. (sighs) Ah, Money. It is amazing to me the power we give to money. Notice I said we give, not it has. Money only has power over us when we let it. Money can't talk, can't walk, can't even think for itself. And yet it is the driving force behind so many actions and thoughts in our daily lives. So knowing what a starring role money plays in our lives, it is really important that we control how that role looks and behaves on a daily basis. In order to do that, you have to go back to the beginning, just as we did in episode three, to know where your thoughts around money started. Most likely, it was the conversations that your parents had with you or that you heard them have with each other. Or it could be that they never talked to you about money and you had to come to some conclusions on your own. Whatever the case may be, those early impressions about money and the role it plays in our lives are directly responsible for the way we see money as an adult. Knowing that and looking back on things, it is easy to find patterns of behavior in your life regarding money. To show you an example of this, I want to share with you the differences between my husband's experiences and thoughts around money and the ones that I had a while back. Rick and I couldn't be more different if we tried. When I say opposites attract, we are the epitome of that phrase. I say this so you can have some idea of how our 32-year marriage has gone. While we clearly love each other, we bicker a lot. Just ask our three kids. They can attest to this. Rick and I are both passionate people with minds of our own and we're raised very differently. We make it work because we have just enough in common to overcome the many differences that we can still, and he can still make me laugh, which is key. Can you get what most of our arguments have been about? Drum roll, please. Money. You see, Rick was raised in a house where his father was very open with him about money. He learned it at an early age and had a much better financial vocabulary than I did. They had a family business that Rick eventually went into, and his father taught him about the stock market and investing. Sal, my father-in-law, was always keeping Rick in the loop about his own finances, So for Rick, money was much more of a tool and something he was comfortable with and not such an emotional thing as it was for me. Now, this is not to say that everything Rick feels around money is perfect, but he definitely had an advantage early on about it. Contrast this with my experience where I grew up in a single parent home at the age of eight with my mom and two sisters where money was always in short supply. It wasn't my mom's fault. She was left with three kids to raise in an expensive area of the country to live in. This was also at a time when society was different and the opportunities for women weren't as great as they are now. My dad really didn't have any money either and was definitely concerned about his own self-preservation and what he, with what he did have. But that is a story for another episode. My mom's family is German and conservative and money was not talked about. So really the only conversations I had about money with my mom was to save, save your money and that money doesn't grow on trees. And I know this was the same exact conversation she had had with my grandparents. Now, while these things aren't necessarily negative, they didn't really set me up for success with money either. I did learn to work at an early age, and that gave me a great work ethic. But save money and do what with it? So fast forward to 1987, when Rick and I got married. Me at the age of 18, almost 19, with really no adult life experience at all. And he at the age of 24 and both of us preparing to be parents in eight months. We had no conversations about our finances were going to work, except that we combined our money and I gave him all the money in my savings account, $1,500 at the time. Now I ask you, knowing how differently we were brought up and the views we had around money, how do you think this was going to play out? If you said horribly, you would be correct. Now it certainly was never boring and still isn't, But to say that we created turmoil and unnecessary stress for us and our kids would be an understatement. And we were both to blame equally. And honestly, we didn't have the relationship skills or tools to go about it any differently. The funny thing is, I realized only recently we were both running off the same emotion when it came to money, fear. For me, it was fear of a lack of knowing or education about money. And for Rick, it was a fear of losing it. Look, I have really sucked with money in the past and have definitely made some terrible decisions around it. Credit cards were not always my friend, but I've gotten better. Not perfect, but better. Using personal development, I took the time to figure out why I felt about money the way I did and realized how much it controlled me. So what did I change? First, I made sure that I knew the emotions that I had tied to money, fear, lack of control, self-worth, and utter frustration. Just writing down these things and figuring out why I felt that way made a huge difference. And why is that? Because I was now aware of them. And as I've said before, awareness is the key. Next, I educated myself about money. I took out books from the library, and as time has gone on, I used the internet to further that self-education and dramatically increase my financial vocabulary. This was the first step in taking control of money and not letting it control me. I also had to change the way I viewed money. Instead of seeing it as this living, breathing thing, I saw it for what it is, a tool and nothing more. A tool for me to use to better my life and the lives of my family. And I became respectful of it. Not fearful, but respectful. Respectful of what it can do both negatively and positively respectful of myself and the abilities we all have been given to create money and when we do so to use it correctly and give what we can to others in need. Do I still make mistakes? (laughs) Yes, but it is much easier for me to correct them and change direction than it was before. And this is because I now have the knowledge around money that I didn't have before. So back to the beginning here and the original goal of this episode When you think about your own conversations around money as a child, you'll be able to see the connections. If you have kids or plan on having them, please take the time to talk with them about money. Make sure they know how to earn it, how to save it, and then what to do with those savings to make them grow. And finally, how to use money responsibly and the importance of giving to others. There are a lot of great books and games out there to help with this, and I've listed some on my website, along with some for the adults in the room, too. To wrap this up, let me share with you two of my favorite quotes about money. The first is by Anne Rand. Money is only a tool. It will take you wherever you wish, but it will not replace you as the driver. The second is a short glimpse from William A. Ward. Before you spend, earn. Before you invest, investigate. Before you retire, save. And before you die, give. Give. These are just some great reminders for us on how to keep money in perspective when compared to other things in our lives. Yes, money is important, but it will never replace the people in our lives. Okay, friends, I think that's a wrap for today. Be sure to check out my website, tanyahellen.com, under show notes for the additional resources that I mentioned. Also, if you like what you heard and think someone else would like it, invite them to the party so we can continue this amazing journey together and kick ass every day. Till next time.